Sunday and Christmas Eve to everyone, and welcome to the Sunday Sabbath version of the Daily Walk. I'm your host, Wayne Clevenger, and today we are continuing on in the book of Revelation, and John gets to hear what happens next. And man, this is good stuff because the Lord, the Holy Spirit, whisks him to what he sees next, and man, what he sees is a glimpse of the one, you know, and it, it reminds me of Matrix, you know. I love the Matrix movies, movies I've seen, like, all of them so far. And uh, Trinity reminds me of someone real close to me. And anyway, those that know me know who that is. Uh, it's just good because this chapter says a lot to us. All right, so it's only chapters four and five today, and so we won't be long. It's the Sabbath, it's Christmas Eve, so let's go into it realizing what this says and how awesome it is. So it starts off with this. After, you know, he gets this stuff that he's supposed to send to the seven churches, it says he saw a door standing open in heaven and the same voice that gave him all the stuff for the letters to the churches, he heard speaking to him with a trumpet blast and it said, come up here and I will show you what must happen after this. And this is in red letters, so we know this is Jesus speaking, right? And he said, John says, instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. And then, he, and then he goes into describing the throne. Sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstone. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian. And the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. And then he goes on to talk about the 24 thrones around it and all the 24 elders around it. And they were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their head. So we got 24 elders there and flashes of lightning came. But here's the thing. So he's got these 24 elders around him. And there's seven torches and representing the sevenfold spirit of God, which if we go back into Paul's letter, we can get what that's all about. But. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. So we're getting this glimpse of heaven, right, through what John is seeing. And in the center and around the throne were four living beings. And they were like a lion, and they had eyes covering them, and it gets real descriptive on them. They have, a hurt, uh, they have all these different characteristics of them that are going to represent different things as we get into this. And day after day, what's significant about these, and night after night, they kept saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, 
the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. So these four living beings are the ones, they're like always worshiping the Lord. So you know we have a hymn like that, right? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. All right? Early in the morning, I was to throne again. You know, and I'm butchering it. But there's one that we sing about that. Okay? And so there's the elders that are gathered around him. And this just shows this. And then the, these four living beings that are there, they're like the protectors, and they're working to give him praise all the time. So this shows the significance of Jesus, how he is the head of all this. And then it talks about how these 24 elders, when they worship the one sitting on the throne, they lay their crowns before the throne, and they sing this. They say this. You are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they existed because you created what you pleased. So when they take their crowns off and they lay them before him, they are, again, being submissive to him. They're showing that he is the one. They're showing that he is worthy of all praise that these four living beings are given. They are not greater than him oh they understand that he is the one that is greater and and here here's what you know the whole thing with matrix when he does all you know when neo does all those interesting things there's people that do really interesting things too but when he does them that's things they can't do, that's when they, they're like, oh, he is the one. So these 24 guys, to me, are like those people because they know, oh, he is the one. You are worthy, O oh Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. So, you know, how do we go through our life showing that God is worthy of our praise because he's got these 24 elders. This is what John is seeing in heaven. There's 24 elders that are there, people that have that still have their own sense of power, so to speak, but they're praising the Lord. These four living beings are praising the Lord. They're all praising God for who he is because he is of honor and power and he created all things and everything exists because he created it. And what these 24 elders, if you ask me, are showing is, yeah, the power we may have. Remember what he said to Pilate. The one thing he said to Pilate when he was getting crucified was, you know, Pilate says, you know I have the power to release you. And Jesus' only thing he said was, the only power you have is that which is given you from heaven. He didn't get angry with him and say, well, I have more power than you, and I could, you know, call down angels to defeat you and all that. He didn't say that even though he could have. He just said and reminded him that the power you have 
comes from above. And so what I get in this 24, these 24 guys that are around him and these four living beings is even though they have power, they know the power only comes from the creator of all things, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, yeah, but God created it. No, it's one God in Trinitarian effect. And in the beginning was the word. Remember, John wrote this. This is a revelation to John. John also wrote the apostle, the, the gospel of John. And John 1, 1 was in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and nothing was created without him and everything was created through him. And they are giving him that credit right there. And I just love this because they're saying worthy is our Lord, our God to get our praise. So the next chapter opens up about what he sees next. He sees this scroll in the right hand of the Lord sitting on the throne. And he says, I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the scroll. It was sealed with seven seals, and we'll get into that later. But it was like, who's worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it? No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. And so he, he starts weeping about it because he's like, oh, man, who's going to open the scrolls, right? Who's going to break the seals? Here's, what the, here's what's great about that is no one here, no principality, no earthly form has any right or will be able to ever pass just judgment on you or me except the one. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I love that. And you know, and I tell the story about someone who died one day and someone came to me and said, hey, do you think they went to heaven? And I started feeling my forehead and I started looking, or, you know, and at the time I was shaving my head, so I, I felt my forehead, I patted my head all over. And they said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just seeing, does it say God on me somewhere? Because that really kind of annoyed me because they were a church person. And church persons are most guilty of passing judgment on other people because they want to say what they did or did not follow the law right. And it's usually because they didn't follow the scruples that they have set for people. And I said, "Does it say that? Does it say I'm? Does it say God on me somewhere?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "I'm not God. I wasn't there in their final seconds of life, final moments of life. So I couldn't tell you. Here's what I know: being in medicine, even though they're unconscious, they still have." a mindset that goes in the subconscious and the unconscious state. And who knows if the Lord isn't dealing with them because of somebody's witness. And who knows if they didn't have a moment there where they were able to repent and say, Lord, I know that I need you. I know that I need you in my life right now, and I'm sorry for all the sin that I've ever committed. Who knows that that didn't take place? I don't know that. And the only one that's going to know that is them and the Lord. So for me to say, yes, they went to hell or no, they didn't go to hell, 
or yes, they went to heaven, or no, they didn't go to heaven. That's not my position. In this very passage right here where the, who's worthy to break the seals confirms that none of us here on earth or in heaven, no one in heaven or on earth in, uh, or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. We don't do that. The only one that's capable of reading the book of life, woo, 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 <laughs> is the Lord himself. And I don't know about you, but that makes me excited if you didn't notice. So they tell John, John, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. Yes, amen. And he is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. And so John says, I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered. Remember Jesus, when Isaiah's prophecy says he was beaten beyond recognition, he's the lamb. And well, I lost my place. And, and now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders, he was standing there. And he stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb and they sang this song. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God. And you have caused them to become a kingdom, and that's a capital K, folks, of priests for our God, and they will reign on the earth. And so then it says thousands and millions of angels around the throne and the living beings and the elders started singing this. Worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb. Oh, you are worthy. Not really, but that's what the song comes from. Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm glad my eternity is in his hands because I made that decision one day to follow Jesus and I gave my whole life to him in entire sanctification and he fills me with his Holy Spirit and I go to him regularly to be perpetually filled with the Spirit because I want nothing more than Jesus in my life. Hallelujah. Do you want that? This Christmas it can be yours and it's Christmas Eve and not only is it Christmas Eve but it's on a Sunday. So what about if we Get the peace that passes all understanding and say, Lion of the tribe of Judah, heir to David's throne, Lamb of God, could you just come into my heart today? Could you make this work for me? Because you are worthy. And I need you in my heart. Because blessings and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Can that be your prayer today? Here's what I know. When we're in relationship, I always tell people that are in relationship, you know, what are you doing so people know that you're in, that you're married, that you have a spouse or that you have a significant other? 
the one thing you can do because the world is always tempting people you know they got shows on how to split marriages up how to split people up and and, and it just I, I just think man what have we come to and I tell people, if you're in a meaningful relationship with somebody or married to somebody, the one thing you got to do to help people understand that they mean something to you is in every conversation, make sure that there's a mention of that person in your life so they know they're significant. Especially in the field that I came from, which is medicine. That movie Fireproof is real. That is like one, that is like my life in the fire service as a paramedic. I mean, I relate to so much of that, it's not even funny. So if that's what you do in a relationship on earth, here's here's what's happening, what's real. If we're going to sing worthy as the lamb, and blessings and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne, and we make him Lord of our life, then to make him Lord of the li our life, then when we get in conversations with people, how often do we mention the fact that Jesus is in our life? How often do we walk through doors that open and we talk about what Jesus has done for us? It doesn't mean we preach, doesn't mean we have to go crazy and start Bible thumping or anything like that, but what it means is when the natural time comes where we can say what Jesus did for us, we walk through that door and we share that opportunity on what Jesus is doing in our life and how we know what Jesus has done. And we show Jesus how worthy he is to us and grow and foster that relationship because we want it to have meaning because worthy is the lamb. This Christmas Eve, realize that he gave it all for you and that he wants a relationship with you. And this Christmas Eve, as he arrived the first time, he's going to arrive again to take us home. And if you're unsettled about stuff in your life, know that he brought peace to those that know him because he saw it as a worthy cause. Have a great Sabbath. We'll see you again on Christmas Day. Word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your mind.